Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's a daily podcast in which you analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Thomas. You can find me on social media at The Wookie Lives. Make sure you spell it right or you won't find me. Uh, you can also find me at Nev and Min. That's from my other podcast, The Never Ending Minute. And keep an eye out for X Minutes and the Fantasy 80s Movies Minutes. Alrighty, so Tom, uh, Thomas, can you tell us uh, a little bit about your uh, love or hate about Dawn of Justice? Are you a fan of it? Do you not like it? Or how do you feel about it? So when Man of Steel came out, I was I was pretty stoked on the whole series, knowing where they were going with it. When this was in the theaters, I missed like the first week or so. And I was inundated with the internet stuff saying how much, how bad it was and, and I wasn't going to like it and all this stuff. And upon watching it, I was the first time I was honestly confused. Mm -hmm. It seemed like I missed part of the story somehow. Yep. Um, and I rewatched it again at home and I liked it. I, I I never disliked it. Like, oh my gosh, that was the worst movie ever. I just felt like there was something missing. And recently I, I reached out to you, Mark, and I got to watch the extended cut. And oh my gosh, it like took a movie that I, I enjoyed and just like glossed it over and made it make a whole bunch more sense and mm -hmm. gave me a new level of enjoyment for it. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on board with this movie and the series. The series is, is something I'm, I'm looking forward to as it grows as well. Yeah. It's fantastic. So you watched the theatrical cut twice before, yes. before seeing the extent. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what how did, I was. Did you? I watched it. Well, I, I saw it in theaters twice. And then oh yeah, that's right. And then I bought the DVD and I watched that, and I was yeah. like, "What? Totally different movie." Yeah. But it's interesting because Thomas, you said you didn't see it until like a week and a half into kind of what the, the whole backlash, the whole reputation of it all. Yeah. Right. So that's interesting because I was afraid Nate and Matt, um, when they were going to see it, they were already into like it was the weekend of its release. So the reputation was already out and about and it was like And and I worked in a comic book store. It was a hot commodity, right? Yeah. And like so right. that was a thing. But I had seen it the Monday, like I saw like I got selected into the pre screening. So I went in thinking this movie's gonna kick some ass and then like left the theater going, Wow, that was really cool. Uh, in like in the moment like it was a really like honeymoon moment and I was really right. just about yeah. it and then it was like waking up the next day into like some weird nightmare where it was like everyone hated it and I was like <laughs> what happened <laughs> well, like am I supposed to hate it yeah I was yeah. like what what world am I in um and so yeah that that was so weird because because then I started freaking out when Nate and Matt were gonna go see it I was like what if I really didn't like it and I just don't know it yet and so, like, I'm sitting in the theater, and you guys are watching, and I'm like, and then we, the theater that we had had that blown out speaker, and then it was like, yeah. you're so noticeable, and I was like, oh my god, this is, this is the end of it. Like, they're they're gonna walk out of here going like, oh, yeah, I didn't really like that. So, it was it was a rough time, um, and just it just felt like bad timing, 
but uh but we're here now and we have the ultimate edition and glad things are cleared up and i i think we can move on now right <laughs> yeah i mean even walking out of the theater the first time i was able to to talk and talk about stuff that i enjoyed about it and have conversations of you know what would actually happen if batman and superman were really fighting and stuff like that so there was plenty of stuff that i picked up on and enjoyed I just noticed there that there were some bones missing during it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think my first initial reaction leaving the theater was like I always I always feel like movies are meant to be watched more than once, so I gave it like that kind of excuse where I was like, "Oh yeah, that was a lot to take in. I like I'm probably supposed to go see it more than once, you know?" Right. So I'm glad that I wasn't the only one that actually felt genuinely confused after watching the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. And I mean, no, like, no. <laughs> I, I know I can say that, like, confidently now. In the moment, yeah, it was fantastic. I already knew going into that movie that I was going to enjoy it just because of what it, for what it was. Mm-hmm. But then, like, there was that moment of clarity. Because I only saw it once in theaters, and then, you know, months afterwards, got it on uh, Blu-ray. Posh. Um, <laughs> and... uh yeah, like that was just like a moment where I was just like that something just that didn't make sense. That plan just didn't seem like it was fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I wasn't yeah. the only one. Yeah, I think I, I said it before, but it's like I watched the theatrical cut right before we did this. We started our Dawn of Justice minute just to kind of go back and see what the difference was like. And it's like. Now knowing the ultimate edition, I don't think I can go back and watch the theatrical cut. I stopped halfway and I was like, "Yeah, now I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> um, but today on Donald Justice Minute, we're talking about Minute Number One Hundred and One, which is going to start with not to be confused with the Dalmatians. Just no. to throw that out there. <laughs> do you think that totally that, different movie? Do Do you think the other people in the Minute podcast, like when they get to their Minute One Hundred and One, do they have a Dalmatians joke? Um, I, I think it's know. very My common. It seems very 94. common. <laughs> <sighs> Are you no, thinking that hard about d- it? Did we do one? I just I was oh, thinking like last, did we I just did one. Did we do a Man of Steel 101 Dalmatians joke? I don't know. It's a f- Dalmatians work with firefighters. Firefighters are kind of like Superman. Now fr- this sounds circle. familiar. I don't think we ever made that. <laughs> Are joke. you sure firefighters and we Superman made the joke and now. Dalmatians? Well, we should always make the joke. Every time we hit 101, we have to make a Dalmatians joke, really run into the ground, and then people know us for being the guys who ruined that joke. <laughs> How many minutes does 101 Dalmatians have? Because if that's the case, there just needs to be a podcast where they only watch minute 101 101 times of 101 Dalmatians. That would have been a really good editor job, if the editing job, if they're like, yeah, that Disney's 101 Dalmatians is actually 101 minutes. That oh, would yeah. Be perfect. But today, we're not talking about Dalmatians. We're talking about Dawn of Justice, which uh, Minute 101 is going to start with uh, Bruce Wayne discovering a very old photograph, and then the minute's going to end with Lex Luthor slicing his hand open? Question mark? Um, so, real quick. So, you know, last week we got into... Um, kind of the tease of the justice like the very first tease of it all like oh yeah introducing so you know people like um i don't know people seeing this for the first time that may not be that about man like 
Man of Steel or where the DC universe is headed or anything like that. Some people probably walked into the theater going like, it's Batman v Superman, right? It's like just two superheroes 101 fighting. 101 minutes in, why aren't they fighting yet? Yeah, kind of thing. Right. And and no idea that they're setting up this this universe. Mm-hmm. So we we talked about that and like they introduced that. But now Batman is uh he's searching through more files. He discovers um this incredibly old photograph of the woman he's been talking to recently. Same age, same everything. There she is in a photograph. There's Wonder Woman. This is our first um as an 1918, audience. man. 1918. Yeah. But this is our yep. first glimpse of Wonder Woman in costume in the film in this universe. First time we're ever seeing it. Um, which is cool and awesome. And it introduces all the cool characters like um, Ewan Brenner's character, Chris Pine's character, Apache. Chi- it's not Apache Chief. What's his name? No. Uh, Nappy. Um, I have a I have a question. Yeah, go for it. If we're gonna just jump off right on the bat by like naming people, when you first saw this, this question for both y'all, um, it did the whole zoom in. Even in the theatrical cut, it did the whole zoom in to the picture, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Steve Trevor's still there. Did you guys know that was uh, Chris Pine? Because his he, it wasn't announced at the time. Yeah, it was mm, the casting. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Chris Pine's was already announced as being Steve Trevor. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, then this throws my question out. Yeah. I think I was gonna say. I mean, did you? I didn't know. I don't. I remember seeing this and realizing after I watched it mm-hmm. that oh I snap, Chris. Th- Pine's I think in when I photo. saw it, it felt like it felt like an Easter egg to me. Like, oh, there he is. I see him in the picture. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was too focused on Wonder Woman. I. It's it's hard not to be. <laughs> yeah, I'll back that up. I didn't expect because uh, I knew they were doing. I didn't even know. If, I knew they were doing a Wonder Woman film, but I didn't know what time era it was in. So when they showed this photograph, I was thinking, whoa, they're going into the past with, like, Steve Trevor was in the past. That's the Mm -hmm. only thing that surprised me. I don't ever remember paying attention to Steve Trevor when I saw this in theaters. I feel like it wasn't until, maybe because I I only watched it one time in theaters and only saw Diana and just stared at her. Didn't even care about Steve Trevor. And then <laughs> later on, I was like, oh, snap, they showed Steve Trevor. That's probably what it was. So I love the way the music, her her theme song kicks in here. And I, I should have looked it up who the writer of it is. But whoever came up with this theme for Wonder Woman did an incredible job. Because every time I hear it, I get bumped. I get super excited. You know, I have a, a young daughter who's in love with Wonder Woman. And, and I know that she knows this music as well. This da 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 you know, like just jumping into that that guitar solo kind of music that lets you know, hey, Wonder Woman's on screen. Yeah, I know. Um, I think it's a cellist who worked with Zimmer and uh, Junkie XL. I, I can never remember the guys. I think it's Bornstein is his last his real last name. No, it's not. Nope, I'm getting it wrong. Someone's gonna get. Someone's gonna yell at me now mm. on the Facebook group. <laughs> but uh, Junkie XL and and Hans Zimmer, I think, worked with the cellist uh, to come up with this. And I think it was like an electrical strings instru- instrument. So it really wasn't a guitar. I think I yeah. found out. But it, yeah, it's it's a little. I'll admit, when I first heard it, seeing it in the movie, like now we know it as the Wonder Woman theme. But back then, you didn't know because no one came up and was like. Hey, this is the Wonder Woman theme. Right. So be ready for when this happens. Like there is none of that. So when you hear for the first time, 
in this moment, it uh, it seems out of place. It seems a little out of place. Can I tell it you something? It seems terrifying. I, I, I'm, right. You guys can hate me all you want. I've never been a fan of Wonder Woman's theme. Don't oh. like it. Yeah. Fanta- like I under Fair it's enough. it's good. It's good. I, I I get it for what it is. I'm not downplaying mm-hmm. anybody or any of the artists. I just don't like it. It's fair. I think right? it I mean, gets electric, like I mean it's not electric guitars but like really the strings like the the whole like the whale sounds or whatever the the whole like it sounds a Grecian music kind of mm-hmm. uh that whole ominous sound that's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, you got these electric strings coming in like I get that one room is a badass and like a symbol of power like it's it's cool. I just it's it doesn't hit for me. So when you're saying it's out of place, I was right there with you. I was watching that and being like, what's happening to me right now? <laughs> it is uh, in the moment, yeah. I think in this, because again, this is the first time we're hearing the theme ever. Mm-hmm. And so... Right. Granted, it, Wonder Woman has a fantastic score and a soundtrack. It's great. Oh, I just yeah. don't like the theme. What, uh, yeah, what Rupert Gregson Williams did with the mm-hmm. the score that you hear in the actual in Wonder the Woman movie? movie. Yeah, phenomenal. And, and I think where you hear that Wonder Woman theme come in during the No Man's Land score... Like it that works. Piece, amazing. It works. And it's amazing when we hear it again with her fighting Doomsday. Yeah. I right. think it's cool because yeah. she's beating up a giant monster with a sword and shield. I think it's fantastic. Go for it. It's just in this moment, it should have had the, like when Wonder, when the film Wonder Woman starts, it has like the, it plays off this riff, but it's more, it's just subtle. A, it's just a creepier aspect. Yeah. It almost sounds very like, they only used the creepier parts of this song mm-hmm. of this theme, <laughs> which would have been really cool. But, uh, but you get the war drums in this part and it, and like that feels pretty cool, but it's just when the actual electric guitar comes in that I was like, is this something? Am I missing something here? What's going on? Yeah. But it's like, I want to like it, but then I feel like I'm like forcing myself to like it. And that's just, yeah, if you don't like, it, you don't like it. I'm not about it. I think <laughs> what I appreciate most about it now, having seen the other movie and actually having seen the next two movies is the work that they did behind the scenes to connect all these movies together ahead of time, mm-hmm. like to lay these, lay these things down that were going to show up in wonder woman and to have the continuity of this picture that gets taken in the wonder woman movie and have it shown in a movie before that movie's even out. And then the music, you know, now that we know it's wonder woman theme, we're like, oh, going back, you hear it again. You're like, oh, they put it in here, and it's like already setting it all up. Yeah, absolutely. so I appreciate that they put that work into the world. Yeah, and I think what's also really cool about this photograph, this photograph is a ten out of ten. This is like a, this you know, kind of like Flash showing up in the nightmare scene. This photograph yeah, was something. Good job. This was like, this is such a solid thing to walk away from the theater going, yo. That Yo. tease of Wonder Woman, like the film yeah. that's coming out in like a year from now. Like, what's so cool is that like you can relate all a lot of like, um, I mean, at least I did. I related a lot of what was happening in these movies to, I guess, New Fifty Two esque kind of thing mm-hmm. in the same vein. And Wonder Woman didn't have an origin in nineteen eighteen. Her origin was present day. In, yeah, in that. So like, I think. Um, well, I guess in the Justice League, she was she was introduced to the present day. So I feel like that's what I was basing it off of. So I thought it was really cool to like realize, like, oh snap, one room is going to take place in World War One. That's well, dope. I think what's even cooler is that it is World War One, and that they were like, 
yo, we're not doing World War Two. Yeah. We're we're doing a war yeah, that's I mean, not not really covered. And yeah. like I enjoy that fresh take on something like that, you know? Yeah. So and with this photograph we never um we didn't we didn't even know these other characters were gonna be in it. Like we knew Steve Trevor was casted, we knew Wonder Woman was casted, we knew Queen Hippolyta was casted and uh I don't remember I think that. That That's was it. Weird, man. Because yeah, because after this movie came out and everyone was talking about how they teased Wonder Woman and like they felt like yeah, maybe she was thrown into the movie and she didn't need to be in the movie, but at the same time they were excited that she was in it. Um to win it. And as soon as this movie came out, they released the first ever official photo of her, Hippolyta and Teope and um like Hippolyta's like other right hand uh Amazonian. She's in Justice League and Wonder Woman. Um but they had a photo of all four of them on the beaches of Themyscira. That was the first official photo. And that was like right after this movie came out. It was like Entertainment Weekly published it or something. Right. Um, but yeah, but this photograph not only introduced like it's our this is our first ever look at Chris Pine as Steve Trevor, mm-hmm. which is amazing. He's perfectly casted for Steve yeah, Trevor. Yeah, after seeing that movie. Yeah, Steve Trevor by and Chris Pine. His hair? Yo, his hair's on point, right? Like the entire, <laughs> yeah, the he's entirety got perfect, uh, of yeah. the movie. The dude's in a war zone, and it's like, yo, have you seen this hair? Hollywood magic, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they're all cool. I I've fallen in love with all these characters. Samir, phenomenal. Nappy, Charlie, just like, and that was another thing. It was like you're not just looking at Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman with like three soldiers kind of thing. They're right. so different and unique that you go. Who are those guys? I want to know yeah, more about them. they put just enough character development into them that I know we're getting into uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman minute, but they did put just enough character development into them that you cared about them and wanted to know where they were from and what their story was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Pre Wonder Woman minute, <laughs> like we're gearing ourselves up. That's what it's called. You think we're, we can say something here that? Uh, well, I can go back and reference later on when we're doing one more minute, if like you time, like time travel stuff. Yeah. What should we say? Oh, like uh, and, oh, hang on, I don't know, because this might have to create like some sort of bootstrap theory that I don't want to be messing around with. <laughs> uh, what can I say? Uh, when I realized that the guy to Wonder Woman's right was a Native American, I was extremely happy. Uh, I will say that. Awesome. Cool. I don't know how I'm going to bring that back up when we do Wonder Woman Minute, so. Oh. <laughs> I'll splice it in somewhere. I don't know. I just, because you get a good zoom in on. Say something now. Hey, future Nathan. Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes, <laughs> dude. For uh, real, <laughs> real talk. And you know what? Keep up the good work. Future Mark, I don't even, I, I can't oh, even. a new book I'm writing. Future Mark. Future Mark? That sounds like a good book. It's uh it's about how a person has to tell his future self to kill uh to do an assassination. And it's like like reverse looper? I've never seen Looper. Oh man. Oh, you're missing out. I've never it's, seen any Ryan Johnson film except The Last Jedi. Really? What are the what are the other one? Brick is the other one? Brick? I think so, yeah. Brick is the other one. No no brink. <laughs> no brink. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Welcome back to Brink Minute. Oh man, someone needs to do that. Get on your stuff, people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the zoom in, the close-up shot of the photograph was Steve Trevor, Wonder Woman, and Nappy. 
that's what I, that's when I was like, is that your desktop background? That, yeah, right. I do have that photograph though. You want me oh, to it came it? with the book. Yeah. You want me to go get it? No, yeah, I'll, I'll get it after right. we do this minute. Thomas, you can't see it cause this is a Skype call, but I'll, I'll take right. way I'll, to throw the dang curtain down. man. <laughs> I'll take a photo. I'll throw <laughs> it up on the, uh, Facebook group page. But if you get the art of book for Wonder Woman, you get the photograph. It comes in a Wayne cool. Enterprises envelope. Go to twooldmedia.com. Did it come in a, a briefcase as well? No. It just comes in a, <laughs> a sealed envelope. Um, should have came in a briefcase. Yeah, should have, right? So should have the DVDs. <laughs> I actually ended up rewatching uh, Justice League last night and noticed that there's a big briefcase scene in that as well. I was like, what is it with them in these briefcase scenes? That's how you know... Uh, I don't know what that means. Jeez, <laughs> I, I know where you're going with that, man. I don't know. Um, it worked for one movie in the 90s, and ever <laughs> since then, they were like, oh, we got to have briefcases. Yeah. It's a symbol of power. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, was, there, was, there, was there a briefcase involved in uh, The Sum of All Fears? Was there, like a, was there a briefcase bomb I'm in that sure movie? I'm sure there's a good, right? decent shot of a briefcase somewhere. Not like just normal briefcases, but like a football kind of style? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no? I know I what feel you're like, saying by saying football. It's still funny, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do, you think, do you think those people laugh when they have to refer to the football? Mr. President, do you have the football? Yeah. Don't toss me the pigskin. Um. I feel like Some of All Fears was like one of the first movies that I saw that like had a briefcase and uh, demolitions involved. And it was like, that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> People do that nowadays. Yeah. Um, you want to j- jump into fake Zod? Yeah. Do you guys want to jump into that? Or do you guys have anything else yeah, for uh, pre-Wonder Woman minute? I just, I just, I really appreciate, um, I might as well say this now. I do really appreciate having a world with Wonder Woman in it now that my daughter can enjoy and really step into and really love. She's got her Wonder Woman toys. She watches uh, Justice League cartoon and she loves the Wonder Woman episodes. And I'm really glad that they did such a great job in this series um, growing this character. Absolutely. You know, I don't think I have any Wonder Woman figures. Uh, I don't think I have any. I think it's just because I haven't like the molding, the molds to the, any of them. Yeah, I'd have to get a custom. Really hard to do, and, yeah. and they're like the artist that I would like to do do a really cool Wonder Woman action figure hasn't done one in, in that style. In the icon style, yeah. yeah. But the, there's some cool stuff. I I'm gonna be honest. I got kind of jealous with the. Have you ever seen the the Wonder Woman like? Uh, it's gonna sound silly. The Wonder Woman Barbies. Like, oh stuff? yo, no 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 no. I had them at my yeah, store. Yeah, Supergirl. Yeah, or like the. Girl Heroes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I like had to specifically <laughs> order those things, yeah. man, because those things were flying off the shelf. People would come in and ask me, "Did you get the Barbie ones?" Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah." Was or like they a... were. I don't think there were Barbie brand. There were a couple Barbie brand ones uh, from a few years ago. Yeah, I don't know if. Yeah, no, no, no. They were Barbie brand. Yeah, there was like Antiope Barbies. Mm-hmm. There was there was Hippolyta a Wonder Barbies Woman. Hippolyta, and, there was, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was there was multiple Wonder Woman ones because there was like her blue dress assassination one, and then there's yeah. the just regular Wonder Woman outfit. And I think she has like the feathered yeah. coat yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. And yeah. it's like, damn, these are really cool. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I haven't. I'll admit. What they're really cool. I have like a, I have a few Harley Quinn ones just cause you know, yeah. photos. I'm a huge fan of Wonder no. Woman. But, yeah. But like, um, 
yeah, the whole New 52 run of... Cliff Chang's, man. Yeah, Cliff Chang yeah. and Brian Azzarello. Yeah. If you want a really good uh, series of books to invest in, Thomas of Wonder Woman, definitely yeah. check out the New 52. Yeah, Brian Azzarello's Wonder like, Woman. I think it's like volumes one through seven. Yeah. And you'll Six. know because of the art style. Um, and I, I could probably send you a, a picture. Yeah. Actually, it's on my now, Instagram. Why, did, why didn't you mention this when we were in Chicago at the, at the comic book store? I was looking for Wonder Woman stuff to get. Really? You should ask. Yes. I was like asking everybody else in there, like, what should I get? Like, what's a good starting point or something I can, you know, like really delve into? And you didn't say anything. Mark, come on. You (laughs) know what? I'll even say at the time, I'm pretty sure, uh, like even, um, who just did the, the, the recent one? Was it George Perez just did? No, no, no. Grant Morrison just did, uh, Earth One. Oh yes. He, he did Earth One, but that, that's a, that's a hefty read. It's definitely not. I mean, it's it's still a good if you. It's just a different take on Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. It's yeah. I thought it was phenomenal, and I think that came out around a couple months uh, after you, or before whatever came out months before you guys went to Chicago. So yeah, still should have been right there sitting on shelves, pretty. Yeah, I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you the ones that I recommend, Thomas, because not only is it a really good Wonder Woman story where she's like trying to protect like this just regular normal human. Uh, woman but like the entire storyline but also there's so much um greek gods that are involved in the plot so you get oh awesome so many of them are because basically i won't spoil it but yeah Yeah. (laughs) fake sod yeah (laughs) fake sod so here we go with him opening up the zipper bag he there he (laughs) is and uh you know i gotta be honest it's a dummy right Yes. Okay. See, now there is no is, Michael Shannon. Did yo, nothing. fooled me right. what, like multiple times over watching this movie. Yeah, you that's thought some, it was real. Well, all the time. That is some good prop work. I thought. Guys. See, I was gonna say, I was like, you know, I'm okay with this because it looks like how a body would look after right. two years of trying to be mummified, basically, because they were trying to keep him, like... Preserved and... Yeah, preserved and whatnot. Yeah, and whatnot, away from the sun and everything. And so it looks like he's lost muscle mass and whatnot. I didn't even think about that, man. They got... So I don't think in this world they know what red sun radiation is. They don't. Um, or in this universe. So what were they doing with him? I didn't even think about the fact that they're trying to keep him out of any parts of the sun. Right. Do you think the U.S. government knows that Superman gets his power from the sun? I don't know if they still know that. I think, if anything, that might have been a happy accident. Unless... Because mm-hmm. my other question is, well, we'll have to get to it when we get to that character later on in the film, towards the end of the film. You know, there's some questions yeah, yeah, about yeah, what yeah, you yeah, do yeah. with that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Kryptonian disposal, how do you get rid of that? <laughs> but uh, right. I always felt like I knew it was a dummy. Yeah, I don't got a good radar for these. Things. First time I watched it, but I I was like, you know what? It looks like a body that's been two years old, you know, deceased for that long. So I thought it was. That's why I thought they, that's why I thought he got the credit in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so again, here I really appreciate the uh, the world building that they're doing here for the whole universe. Mm-hmm. Having the Genesis Chamber here, and later they call it the Amniotic Chamber, but it's the same thing that they're going to end up using in Justice League for a better purpose. Wait, they <laughs> they called it the Am. What was it in, Am- ju- in Justice League? Amniotic they it that? Chamber. Who calls it that? Batman. Uh, I think Wonder Woman does. Oh, okay. Well, she. I mean, 
Uh, she has a bunch of knowledge from all around the world. She doesn't have knowledge of other planets. So I'm thinking like uh, Genesis Chamber is only a Kryptonian word. No one's been able to access the computer to the scout ship other than Luthor. Right. Uh, spoilers. Well, no, not yet. He did it just now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like way later on the minute. Um, so maybe no one's actually ever heard the term Genesis Chamber other than Cal, Kryptonians, and now Luthor. So now my... my- Comic book knowledge is a little bit weak when it comes to DC, actually mm-hmm. for anything. But um, so Genesis Chamber is something that I'm, I'm assuming has come up in the comics before. No, I, it, it was introduced in Man of Steel. Yeah, okay. but like the, that I wasn't that sure idea if it was from comics or if it no, was just from that. You know, we spent a whole episode talking about. Yeah. See, the first twenty minutes of Man of Steel minute for us was just like a take, religious experience let's take the time it was like uh i don't know it was like a documentary here like, it was pretty good i enjoyed had to, it. like sit down and go because the first 20 minutes is just krypton in your face kind of yeah. thing and right we, and nate and i not only were we novices to podcasting but we had to like wrap our heads around everything that they a said. whole another world yeah like a whole like, universe and then try to put yourself into that world and it's like what <laughs> it was so interesting because it was like you know most people that watch this movie don't care yeah they right do, yeah. They do not. a lot of people say they hated the krypton part hey man yeah but for us it was like i gotta study this I'm gonna, this I'm gonna be tested on it yeah the song what is oh what is this no no the, uh nightmare before christmas what's this oh yeah something in the <laughs> air anyways uh <laughs> I didn't know this was the uh, amniotic uh, chamber or uh, this was the... What do you mean? It's the same thing. From what I remember in Justice League, they're literally doing the same exact thing that they're yeah. doing yeah, right now. In the exact same spot. This is... Well, yeah, I know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, But this is the Genesis chamber that was broken when uh, he crashed when the he ship crashed and the ship. all yeah. the egg sacs so exploded. Like, normally, this would be dry land. Yeah. Somehow, I always thought this was the... Uh, the deck like Oops. the how do you say the like, hull no that's the outside the no. bridge the bridge yeah. yeah the bridge i always thought this was oh, where because okay. i thought the the slope that he's pulling the going zod down. off the body yeah. i thought that was zod's chair that he was in oh that's yeah like, so i was so and i thought it was submerged underwater yeah. or something i was really confused but now no. uh, so check it i just thought about something really cool so this ship's organic you remember we talked about that and, and or right organically shaped the ship the ship, yeah, and like all the like, there is still organics in it, just like how Krypton was, and just yeah, like how yeah, the Genesis yeah. Chamber was on yeah, Krypton. Yeah, that's all the fluid and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's all organic. So think about like the scout ship being like an overgrown swamp, maybe just in the Genesis Chamber part. So like, it was behind like a wall or something like that that mm-hmm. was keeping all the the liquid in, and it busted out, and it kind of went, and the tentacles were all flying all seaweed around. Imagine if that seaweed overgrew on like the roof and creeped out into where like. Maybe it needs to be around this water to actually well, still live. So I think uh, I think it's cool. It's an overgrown uh, alien forest ship. Yeah, I partially agree because I do think that those uh, Kryptonian bots, mm-hmm. like I feel like they're tasked now. Like they spent two years of like, oh no, the Genesis Chamber is broken. We have to spend time to get this thing back the way it was because that's what we're programmed to do. Yeah, um, but I don't think that. I don't think I think they're working off limited resources because they're not on Krypton anymore. So they yeah. and because of the world engine being broken, they no longer have the ability to recreate more Krypton yeah. more Kryptonian material. And the ship was so, like sp- 
split almost yeah. in half by some heat and vision. Didn't it say in one of the minutes, or I may be confusing Justice League, but doesn't it say the ship's running at thirty-seven percent or something like that? Oh yeah, no, that's uh. She says it here, doesn't it? That's tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they're definitely so, like, you know so two years. struggling. Yeah. <laughs> um, Went into battery backup mode after the crash and. So why why do you guys? I mean, I have my own idea, but why do you guys think that Luther's blood is required here? Oh man, that's okay. Disgusting for one thing, but. <laughs> hmm. Good question. I wrote that down somewhere, but I feel like I had it for another day. But let's just talk about it right now. Yeah, because it kind of bleeds over. Huh, yeah, no pun intended. Bleeds over into the next minute. <laughs> I totally thought it was a pun, but like, it was a good one. It was. It, it, it. it honestly, it worked without a hitch. I will. I will allow it. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. I don't. I don't know. There's. There's things that the, um, you know, scout ship bot says to Alexander about uh, you know foreign DNA and genetic material and things needed for a host. I have no idea. Maybe this is something that we should look up. How to induce Bertrand's curse? Like, what's my, all needed in that? My guess for it was that it was somehow giving him, um, like, parent DNA so he could control the beast. Hmm. Like, you know, don't attack the person with this blood <laughs> or listen to the person with this blood because it's, you know, your, yeah. your predecessor. I don't know. See, like, that kind of has the same vein of, like, Lex Luthor and Superboy. Like, how he cloned Superboy. So, like, maybe that's what it's supposed to mimic. I, I don't know. To create a some sort of deformed abomination monster, separate universes, um, f- does it, do you need, you need the host, which is odd. And I guess you need something living as well. Maybe, I I don't I don't know how uh, cloning and 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 all the you know aliens work. So I'm well, trying. Well, in our defense, you know that's technology way beyond our years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark, what do you got? Here, I'm trying to read this. Uh, so it's a Reddit post called "My Doomsday Origin Theory." Hold on, oh, I'm going to try and skim cool. through this as fast as possible. The BVS connection. Uh, now with Zod's command key still in the scout ship and the scout ship and Zod's remains falling into Lex's possession, Lex uh, has all the resources, including Zod's intimate knowledge as a planetary leader, blah, 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 he, to repurpose Zod's corpse as Doomsday. And um, come on, man, tell me why you used the blood. I'm trying to get to this. Um, <laughs> so, well, that really wasn't any help. So I think my... my uh, my hypothesis is that when you when, with bleeding actual like live genetic material, you grant the the Keylor Keylex. You grant those. They're dead. No, but what are they? They're Kryptonian uh, scout ship bots. Yeah, scout ship. I, think robots. The, I don't. Know, I don't. I, there's what we call them, security bots. I think. Yeah, yes. was. Kryptonian jail bots. Yeah, there you go. Kryptonian jail bot three thousand. So they now have a genetic living material to work with that's what i'm saying yeah like that's and that's what attaches to because the host that guy and is then, dead yeah dead as dillinger right so then they're mm-hmm. like right 
all right, thank you for giving us something to work with. Kinda yeah, like now uh, we can go about it. Like stem cell research or something. Like or can... like Voldemort, man. Yeah. They had to like cut off his <laughs> arm or hand. Uh, Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. You yeah. needed some, uh, some fresh blood in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just what's... I feel like Salem witch trials probably had to deal with like people. Yeah, this is like, like cut uh, off rat tails and put curses on people and whatnot. Or like maybe John some people Carpenter's cut off fingers. The thing they needed like blood on that and stuff like yeah. So you know what one thing that bugs me about this? What that she doesn't call him Drew Zod. I mean, she said General Zod from Kandor. Yeah, because that's his name. I know, but like use his first name. It's a formality. No, it's a formality to address him as no, General. No, General Drew Zod. No, General Zod. He worked real hard right, for so that. <laughs> this is this is my next question. Being a non-comic book person, what is Kandor? Is it another planet? Is it a, a city? Or I, I'm I'm off of my knowledge. So what's Kandor? Thomas, let me tell you something. Kandor <laughs> is the city. It's the last okay, that's city. What I thought, but I wasn't positive. Kandor is one of the greatest beacons of tomorrow that you would ever witness. <laughs> <laughs> May it rest in peace. Rao, have mercy. Uh, Kandor was the main city on Krypton. Um, that's I thought so. It's kinda, just been you know, a while since I yeah. watched it. It's like Theed of Naboo. Ooh, mm. now you're speaking my language. You think? Yeah. Except it's not the last of its kind. <laughs> the whole the whole population of Krypton dwindled until it was like... In this, yeah. Yeah, so it was like imagine the world and then like as the world got worse... Everyone uh, was forced to just live in New York City. Like Topoca the entire City. population. It we was can't like, do Star Wars references. Like we, yeah. Well. Anyway, this is uh, uh, this has been uh, pre Wonder Woman minute, post Man of Steel minute. Yeah, that's true. What this is yeah, called. this is true. Um, <laughs> bring this bring Thomas is. up to speed minute. <laughs> yeah. So in comic normal comic uh, continuity, Kandor was usually the shrunken city kept uh, as a trophy for uh, by Brainiac, kind of like a, you know last remnants of Krypton. Right. And then he met Superman and was like, oh, crap, now I got to get this guy too. Mm-hmm. That was my Brainiac impression. Was that was it your good? Brainiac Yeah, impression? they actually called me back that was, for the... That was wonderful. ...for the audition, so... <laughs> now you got to do the Christopher Walken as Brainiac impression that they were going to do in Superman Lives. I can't even... I can't even mm-hmm. imagine what that's <laughs> like. Um... But cool, yeah. So this minute's gonna end with Lex Luthor slicing his hand open, and uh, we actually don't see what he's gonna do with that bloody hand. But usually, when a villain or someone cuts their hand open, you know what it's for. Mm. They did that in El Dorado. You ever seen that movie? The animated one? No. Yeah, the animated yeah. one. Thomas, you ever seen that movie? I wrote I El Dorado. I don't think I have actually. What? <laughs> I know. Come she's on. She's picky about her movies. I try to I try to expand her range, but she she's picky. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll survive. Um uh you guys have anything else for today's minute? No, sir. I, I think that's all I have for the minute. All righty. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And uh you can also find us on the Facebook group, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Let us know what you thought about uh, the minutes that we talked about today. Let us know what you thought about uh, Man of Steel, Kryptonian lore. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.